five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. Welcome back to Sports Beat Extra with me, Kevin Galvin, covering sport across the southeast. This week, Adrian Flanagan from the Waterford News and Star joined us to talk about the uncertain situation at Waterford FC, who have suffered badly from the loss of income from coronavirus restrictions. Rumours of a managerial exit, ownership changes and questions around the club's viability all came up during a difficult discussion with a die-hard Blues fan. A disclaimer before we start this interview that Beatsport contacted Waterford FC and Alan Reynolds with both declining to comment. I think the first thing that probably should be said was the right decision from the FAI. I suppose it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's the first thing that they probably got right in, in, in a long time if the, if the truth be told. However, I suppose the, the uncertainties around the whole the whole league at the minute, whether it be the the elite league of the Premier Division or the more illustrious said divine that we had for so many years now work at the first division. Um, I'd hate to be them clubs at the minute because it looks it looks to me from, from the outside looking in that uh well there's some certainties or uncertainties if you if you'd like to put it better in relation to the Premier League. I think they're just being the forgotten league in the in the whole thing. So I'm glad that uh, clubs like um, the two that we support are, are in the Premier League, I suppose the only question that I'd have is, is whether uh, we'll be actually Waterford FC will be in the uh, Premier League come the restart. I suppose the, the other the other big big thing is that um, the the talk out of out of Abbottstown out of the FAO over the last couple of days is that we're now looking at maybe a restart date at the end of in the end of August. Well, if you look at that, it'll bring us up to end in the end of the season, I suppose, just before Christmas. So uh, for those people out there that are that are you know what about season tickets and everything else? It looks like from 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 the information we are we, we are getting from sources within within Abbotstown, would seem to suggest that instead of having thirty six games this year to look forward to, people just have eighteen. I suppose most people are reasonably understanding when it comes to that, particularly when it comes to you know a lot of clubs. 85 percent of their income is from gate receipts. Um, there is real no TV deal at the moment, or certainly a TV deal that benefits only the association financially and not the clubs. Um, so I suppose it put clubs in a very difficult situation when when the lockdown first hit because there was no kind of backup payment. There was no insurance. Clubs were just left without an income all of a sudden. Yeah, if we just look at this, the case in Waterford, it's certainly a worrying time for our club. If we, if we just look at our club in particular, and while while we're we're all hoping that uh, we have a resumption to the League of Ireland, I'm not sure that that will include Waterford FC right here right now the only good thing from a Waterford FC point of view is that at the time of, of the league stopping uh, just prior to the 13th of March when we were meant to be away to Shelburne we had played uh, uh, four games in the league we were lucky enough that three of them were at home obviously the, the last game that we actually played on the 6th of March was a 2-1 win against uh, Derry and, and who'll forget the wonder of all that Shane Griffin got that 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 night but little did people think that it would be a local lad Shane Griffin in the 94th minute who had us all rewriting stories that night, that that could be actually the last goal ever scored under the ownership of Lee Powermore for the FC. And while other clubs are looking at the European situation, and we have a, a mini tournament, which I think is a bit of a joke, to be quite frank, um, between the, the top four teams in Europe, why I think is a joke is it plays an unplaying, unfair playing field. It plays an unplaying playing field if clubs like Waterford and Cork and them are to go back playing in, in August. It, it just, it, in my in my view, it's unfair on the other six teams in, in the in the top division. My understanding is, and I've covered this extensively over the last uh, three or four weeks, that the uh, power has no reason to play behind closed doors. Your point is is, is quite acceptable. He's 
pointed out the reason too is it's because of the the, the no crowds and, and, and lack of gate receipts. I suppose the only thing that we could be credible for is that is the fact that after the temporary uh, layoff of players, the manager described it as a disgrace. Um, to find out by email that players and themselves have been let go was was a, was, was very very disappointing. And while I agree with you in terms that we've no we've never had one it's, it's something that the FAO have, have never have never wondered and um, one has never seemed to cease in terms of the stuff that's breaking today about no relegation from the top division and like where does that play and there'd be no repercussions for, for, for clubs if they don't want to play and don't want to return and sadly from a Waterford FC point of view if you wanted hope beyond hope that uh, we may have we may see some kind of uh, resolution to this situation at the RSC at the minute. Well, that's fallen straight into the hands of the of the current owners. There has been a lot of speculation. Um, there was even at the beginning of the year before the club statement kind of came out and said that that power was going to back the club. Um, we saw they were very visible when the Southeast Cardiac Care logo was put in. The club were very visible. Um, but there's kind of been a silence from the club, hasn't there, in the in the last couple of months? Like, what's the feeling among supporters at the moment? A, a, a fear of uh, anger, disappointment, hurt. Um, I think what people what people can't grasp is the treatment of the manager um, or soon to be former manager Adam Reynolds. Um, it's been well documented in in recent days that it, he said to accept an, an, an offer to become assistant manager at the at the Premier League champions Dundalk. That's um, said to be announced over the over the common days. It's my understanding that that, that deal was struck. What you need to realise, Kevin, and you'd know you followed the League of Ireland seen, seen a lot is when supporters uh, support a manager, especially uh, a local manager like Alan Reynolds here at Waterford, who's done an incredible job in trying circumstances. Since he's returned, he's had to, had to deal with the trials and tribulations, has to be said, of nearly uh, of over 90 players have gone through his hands in three and a half seasons. That just goes to show you from the very outset that there was no stability within his structure. And that must have been very difficult for him, you know. And to get the devastating blow, or for, for winning the first division, and it's his whole manner of how he dealt with that the whole situation, the amount of obstacles that have been put up in front of him, whether that be Europe, whether that, that have been pay cuts, whether that have been our, our situation of not knowing prior to Christmas whether we would actually have a club in 2020. And now he's hit with the, the devastating blow of, of the uncertainty in relation to players' wages and everything. And all he's ever asked for is fairness and to be treated properly. And unfortunately, whether people like it or not, and they might not like hearing it, um, is that he hasn't been treated properly. And that degree of anger and frustration is there. People are now worried here and hurt by the fact that people are being treated that way. And well, they accept, and I do accept as well, that uh, when when any power to go in a club, that you have to bring a professional element to a run of a football club. And maybe people saw this as the change that was needed in Waterford, but uh, unfortunately, it's turned out uh, it's turned out uh, very sour at the minute, and people are just left pondering and wondering, including myself, but, where we go next. We're in a similar situation to when the power took over, except we're in the Premier Division now because mm. it's, it's quite similar. Uh, we were in the First Division then, and we had a license, and we had we had everything, so that was okay. Now. We're we're now in the same situation where we're left with no answers to any questions. And the thing is, when when a manager, when the manager of the team uh, can't get the owner or the general manager 
aka his son, um, to answer questions for four months, then unfortunately anyone else that tries to get answers are not going to get them as well. The only thing that that you would hope for in, in this situation is that a you you have a situation where you that that other buyer that was interested in in taking over back in December would come back on board. That looks highly unlikely as we speak right here right now from reports. Uh, is that the FAI take control of the situation. They can't take control of their own situation, so it's unlikely that they'll take control of the situation here in Waterford. Or see, we end up uh, folding. And while people might be happy about hearing me say that, that could be the most best thing that could happen in, in one respect. I think well, whoever takes over here now at the minute, well, I'm not sure that we have the fan base here in Waterford to take over the, the trust like Cork City did. I'm going to be frank and honest about it. While, while it works when you have a successful team, it's also more when you're put to the wheel of the pin of the collar of the whole situation. I'm going to be honest about that. Um, well, I'd accept that, that it may have, it should have been made something that we should have looked at maybe when, when the things were going right and you and yourself when the, probably the right time to do that was when we part took over, when you were riding on a crest of a wave, when you had people that were interested in it. Now, I think the problem you have is, is, is to build up the hopes of the, the fans once again by someone else coming in. I do accept that maybe the fans' way is the best way. Um, I'd love to win the Euromillions myself. Obviously, <laughs> you, you, could, you could have a, you could have a go with it yourself. But well, we should be thankful for Lee Power as well because he did save the, the whole thing from going flat under. Like let let's be fair to him there. I'm just I'm just not sure that he's handling the situation, uh, or or his son or his son's handling the situation over the last um, eighteen months has has left us in in good stead. The bigger question that I that that I would have is is if if Alan Reynolds it does beg the question of how many players will come back. Under, understandably, is that that they would be upset and probably frustrated by the fact of how they were treated at the very start of it, um, and and how how the manager has been treated. And considering that he brought a lot of these players on board, and when you look at his backroom staff, who we had with with uh, Jim Crawford, who's now become the Irish under twenty one manager, uh, he brought on, of course, uh, your friend John Cotter from Cork and uh, Franny Rockett as well. You know. So there's a lot of people that would be if 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 Ren if this has been you can't paint over the cracks here, Kevin. And I'm uh, 99.9 percent sure that we played our last game under the ownership of or that Waterford FC has played our last game under the ownership of Lee Power, right? Then you would you would really ask yourself who's going to come in. And I'm not quite sure even if we did decide if the if the thing did come out next week in relation to what financial package is going to be there from the FAI and that is is. is is where it stands, you know, and it is worrying, you know. But, uh, and how much, how much of a blow would that be, like, to lose? Because I know in Waterford, senior football has kind of been, it's just been accepted. It's just been almost just a normal part of, of sporting life on, on Shoreside. So what kind of effect would it have on the city not to have a senior football side? Because the Junior League is, is, is you know, it's still doing reasonably well. Clubs are doing reasonably well at national level. But not to have a senior representative side for a city the size of Waterford would be, would be a travesty. We always thought we had the divine right with Kevin. And unfortunately, you don't always have a divine right to everything. And if you don't learn from your mistakes by running of a football club, and you look at it yourself, Alan Reynolds could be riding on a crest of a wave home week and winning, winning three games in a row, and then he loses three home games or three home games, and the fans won't come back the following week. And you've seen it yourself out there. I don't excuse the fact that if you have three and a half thousand people one week and you're playing, don't talk the following week, and 900 people are turning up. And that was happening last season. Mm. So unfortunately, you have a situation here in Waterford where they will support the uh, where where it's co- it's kind of quite opposite to the hurlers. 
in some way, they would support the hurlers through taking teams. Now the the numbers might decline, but they still they still have you still have ten to fifteen thousand people. If you have it in Warford, you would you would still have it. We went back next week and with an, with the under nineteen team, as has has been suggested and made me. If the league came back, that has been suggested over the last couple of days, and you wouldn't get three hundred people out there, you know. And that's the reality of the situation. And the other reality of the situation is is that once you have no gate receipts coming in. It's not feel like the the, the Neil O'Reilly breaking story this afternoon, and um, it's not the it's not the story that that we want as as fans of the game, but unfortunately we are where we are with it. So sim- I think it's a similar story. What you said there about um, crowds supporting, you know, the footballers and the hurlers through Tick and Tin, and then the League of Ireland being very much um, the fair weather fan or whatever you want to say. I think that's a that's a that's a, a malaise that clubs all over the country suffer from. Um, like we're seeing now, just to wrap it up, I suppose we're seeing a new FAI board in. Um, like it present this obviously whole period now. If the league is as Neil says, is just a mini league, and it's up to clubs to decide whether they want to go in or not. It essentially gives the association now six or seven or eight months before the start of the 2021 season to basically get their act together in terms of league. Um, you know, they've been very much uh, talking about trying to get the confidence of the clubs and, and, and all that. So, like, now with a new board, a new, a, a supposedly fresh start, so we're hearing, um, like, what would you like to see, to me, as a long-time League of Ireland supporter, to have a league that doesn't have a TV deal um, you know that 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 basically forces clubs to live hand in mouth on attendances and to have no sort of st- stable income for that income to go to the association. And it seems to me, anyway, that 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 would be the first step. But for you, like in the next couple of months, as a, as a League of Ireland fan, as a Waterford fan, what would you like to see being done uh, from the FAI? I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'd be I'd be very worried in, in relation to the to the future of of League of Ireland. Right now, and mm. um, I think their their ideas of playing mini tournaments are it's an insult, in my opinion, to some clubs. Like, because at the end of the day, while we all want football back, and that's me included. You now, let let be let be fair about this. And maybe during this time frame period, instead of trying to rush rush back, and is using this time period of getting a right for twenty twenty one. 